0: open minds are open our ears are open lord just continue to speak to us today continue to just um, let us feel your presence lord in your name we pray amen so today this week was a uh, was started out kind of with a bang last week of i'm working at the pharmacy and i'm at the mental health center and and it it's uh, i had the pleasure of meeting somebody that was a person out of the bible that literally she thought that that's who she was and and she what she was and I'm not going to mention the name just out of respect for her in case for some reason she's here or she's watching and uh, because I don't know she could possibly do that and so I noticed her by she originally I looked up I'm at the front counter and I I looked up I heard this commotion with the receptionist and she wasn't very nice to the receptionist like she just kind of yelled something at her and i'm not going to repeat what she yelled because it was it's not repeatable and so she walks by and you know those moments where it's like time just freezes so i looked up and here she's walking by and she just her eyes just follow me and it's just kind of this blank stare and then she goes back to the doctor's office and i go okay that's that's fine so i i just doing my work and then all of a sudden I hear the door open and I look and here walks this young lady and she just plops herself down on the front counter and and throws her stuff there and she says sorry I go sorry for what and she goes sorry for making that disturbance and I go okay and she goes do you know who I am I go no and so she introduces me and it was it was a person of the bible and she goes do you believe in do you believe in her and I go yeah and so she proceeds to talk to me, and we have this conversation, and she's showing me this stuff that really doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, okay, that's that's interesting, and, and it was kind of, it was interesting, and so this goes on for, for quite a while, and it was really, because sometimes she'd start yelling at somebody, not at me, she liked me, I think, for some reason, and so but she would just yell at somebody and then she'd calm down and she'd start talking to me normally and, and then all of a sudden she just she kind of laughed and, and went about her way and started yelling at somebody else out there at the receptionist and in and, and the meantime, all my coworkers, you could see them, they're just kind of just going around the corner and hiding, leaving me all stranded there by myself and so I don't really tell you that story to feel sorry for me like, cause, or to feel sorry for her because... it it wasn't really that, it wasn't, it was just kind of a normal day for me, but I asked this, this to have this question of what banner do you carry? What banner do you carry? And before we answer that question, I'm going to, we're going to just kind of hang on to that question. So just kind of hold on to that question because we're not going to answer that right away. But what banner do you carry? Such as why would this person just come and see whatever banner I was carrying and it's just okay. She was okay to talk to me. So, as many of you know, we're going through the names of God, and this is our next name that we find in the Bible. Today we're going to look at Yahweh Nisi. And Yahweh Nisi is a name that we find in Exodus 17, verse 15. But to look at this whole section, let's look at Exodus starting in verse 8. So, if you look at that with the, at the screen with me, it says, The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. Then Moses' hands grew tired. They took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it. Because I will completely blot out the names of Amalek from under heaven, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. So that's where we see, the Lord is my banner, Yahweh Nisi. To understand, we need to probably understand what banners are. Like what what is a banner? What does that mean? We see banners first, we see banners in the Bible, we see it at Numbers 1 and 2. God instructs the Israelites to build these banners or these standards to identify which tribe they were. So you know if you're the tribe of Benjamin or the tribe of Levi, so that they could identify each other. And most of us have, you know, if we watch movies and if we watch movies of like medieval times, we'll see these guys that are just kind of walking around, they're just carrying this stick with like a flag or a banner on it. And that's all they have. They're not armed with anything else. And so like how would you like to be one of those guys? Like you've got nothing to defend yourself other than this big stick. And you know, that would be maybe the definition of a sitting duck. And So what do these banners mean? These banners mean because you could look at, see these banners, and you'd know what kingdom you were from. You would know what army you were from. And they would tell you from a far distance away, like people would know different banners, what they meant, and know the symbols, and know if it was a friend, or know if it was a foe that that was approaching you. And these banners also, they use banners to determine which troops are sent into battle. Like say you have archers in your, in your army, and you'd hold up the banner to say, okay, archers, start firing your arrows. And then they would hold up another banner that would say, okay, archers done, now infantrymen or, or hands, foot soldiers go forward in the, the archers retreat. Because, and they would need these banners, these, these banner carriers, because on a battlefield, like you can't hear, there's so much noise, like you can't hear like someone yell commands. So you'd see the banner up on the hill or banner somewhere so that they could, would, the soldiers would know what to do. In fact, these banner carriers who were usually young boys were actually the first targets of, like if you were going to oppose an army, like you wanted to take out the banner carriers, because then if that didn't exist, then the armies wouldn't really know what to do because you couldn't hear. So there'd be this, this chaos that was going on. Now banners also sometimes could be used to rally soldiers. So say you're in a battle and you are, you're losing. You're losing. You're kind of, you, you're, you, you feel like defeat is close. But then you look up and you see a banner coming. You see somebody carrying the banner that is, is maybe reinforcements. That's another army that belongs to you. And so it rallies the troop. It gives them energy. And they, they respond appropriately. And we have banners too. We have banners that we can think of as images. So if we, we see this banner that, that we'll have on the screen. So we see this banner. That's a banner we all recognize, right? Like this is Smokey the Bear. So Smokey the Bear conveys a message to us. It conveys this message of only you can prevent forest fires. So that's what we think of when we see Smokey the Bear. Now this next image that we'll see. This next image, we know what this one is, right? It's the Red Cross. So every country will have like the Red Cross of the United States. Or in Poland, I'm sure there's the... Red Cross of Poland right now, and I'm sure if you're a person in the Ukraine, like you know that sign, you know that symbol that if you're needing help, you're needing assistance, you're needing medical care, you're needing food, you're just needing something, and you see that, you know that that's a place you can go. Now this next image, this next image portrays a lot different, and that is an actual banner, that image is a banner. Like that portrays a different feeling in us, doesn't it? Especially imagine if you're a Jewish person. That's going to create a much different kind of feeling in you than say Smokey the Bear did. Now let's look at one more image. A lot of us recognize this, this image, the raising the flag at Iwo Jima. So this is a This is what I mean by a rally cry like in the war in the Pacific people saw this image or when the newspapers came out and saw this image like it was a it was a rally like it was like there's we're making ground in the Pacific front and that so there was a banner of this this victory that was received now come back to that question asked a few minutes ago what banner do you carry is it is this the image that maybe you carry. It's image of a cross. It's image of an empty tomb. Now we're going to talk more about that in a few weeks because Easter is coming. So we're going to talk more about that kind of image. But what is the banner that you carry? Do you carry a banner that on the battlefield, when you're in the battlefield of life, when you're in the battlefield that's outside these doors, do people look up and do they see the Lord as your banner? Do they see Yahweh Nisi? they they see that's who you represent. They see that you represent God. That you're in God's army. So what does your banner represent to them? Hopefully your banner represents does it represent hope? Does it represent love? Compassion? Mercy? Peace? Patience? Kindness? Gentleness? Self-control? I think it probably should. This battlefield of life that we live in. Because we carry banners. You may not think of it, but we really do carry banners. Now, I don't see this as much anymore, but remember those fish we used to stick on the back of our cars? Remember those little fish that we stick to represent why? A banner to show that we believe in Jesus. But then people got cute, and so they made a Darwin fish that was eating the, the Christian fish, the Jesus fish. And then someone got even cuter and created a fish eating the Darwin fish. And so it just went on. But we have these banners that we, that we have. We might have a banner that, like a Bible. We might have an office and we have a Bible sitting on our desk. We don't ever read it, but we have a Bible as a banner on that. We, we hang crosses from our car mirror. Dangling from the car mirror. We'll hang crosses from that. Or we'll even get cross tattoos on our body. We have these banners that we displayed as so whose army that we're on. Banners to say that, that, that in the world that I'm a soldier for Christ. And we have these banners and people see these banners. And then what happens sometimes, they see these banners and they come past pass us in the car and they cut us off in front and we make a hand gesture at them. <laughs> okay. Or... We're sitting at the desk and I have a coworker come at my desk and they sit down and we start gossiping as I have this Bible on my desk and maybe this, that infamous picture of the white Jesus sitting on my wall and we're gossiping. Or we're at a restaurant and I get angry at the server and I start abusing them and verbally attacking them as I have my big six inch cross hanging from my, my chest. So what kind of banner is that saying? What kind of banner is that saying to people about Jesus? Because remember that list I just said? Hope and all of that? Doesn't look like that, does it? Doesn't look like that. And that list came from Galatians 5, 22, 23. This is what it says. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what our banner should be. Now, our banner isn't just what we put on our car, we we have on our desk, we maybe put on our body, our office, our house, whatever we put our banners are. But also, we are that banner. That banner that says, I'm on God's side. If you look at 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in your midst. So we're that temple of God. We've become that temple of God. The spirit dwells inside of us. And we have now become that temple. In history to the Jewish people. The temple existed. And it was viewed as this is where the God dwelled. God dwelled inside the temple. So a banner... That was a banner, so to speak, for the nation of Israel, was this temple. But now I read that and it says, we've become that temple. We've become the temple. The Spirit is dwelling within us. Further in Corinthians, let's look, look at 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, Honor God with your bodies. Jesus paid a price on the cross for us. Paid the price. And the Spirit came. The Spirit dwells inside of us. And so what banner, again, are you representing? What banner do people see? Now, I'll admit, I binge watch on Netflix some. And lately I've been watching binge binge watching some Viking shows and some of these medieval shows. There's actually a new season of The Last Kingdom that finally came out, so I'm finally watching that on Netflix. But I mentioned like people recognize if you're a friend or you're a foe by these banners or these armies they have. Like You'd be watching these shows and they'll see this banner and they go, oh, that's so and so. And I'm like, great, how do you see that? Because they're a mile off. You can't recognize their face, but they recognize the colors and the symbols that are on these banners. So can people recognize friend or foe in our lives based on the banners we put on our, in our lives, the banners that we're carrying? Because maybe we put on different banners also depending on where we're at. Maybe we change our banners because maybe I have a banner at work. I have this work banner that I carry around and I want to fit in. So maybe I carry this banner of like, I have crude language. Maybe I have this banner of of I gossip. Maybe I have a banner that of work that like is full of resentfulness for the boss or resentfulness for each other. Maybe a banner of bitterness, of jealousy, of rage, of, you know, they can't fire me. I'm just gonna get my paycheck and I'm this banner of laziness. This banner of being selfish or having a bad attitude or just being unapproachable at work or backstabbing my coworkers. And then I have this after work banner too. This is my fun banner, because I have this fun banner I put on and this is one of drunkenness and debauchery and lustfulness, sexual immorality, irresponsibility, crudeness. I don't have any boundaries. This banner doesn't have any limits. It does whatever it wants. But then I come here on Sunday and I put on my church banner. Because everybody else is here and everybody's got their church banner. Everybody's going to watch. So I got this loving, peaceful, caring, serving, patient, kind, having gratitude. I have that kind of banner. But then which banner do I take when I go back outside? Do I still carry that banner? Is that banner consistent in my life? Is it the same consistent banner that I display in my life? I hope it is. I hope that it's this banner of Jesus. I hope that that's our banner that we have, that people see in our lives all the time. Now, how are people supposed to know if we're a friend or foe, if that is indeed the case, that we keep changing our banners? And and people see that and they're going to go, well, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if I can believe you. I think, in fact, I might see you and I might just go run and hide. I might, might want nothing to do with you. They're going to fear us. They're not going to want to have anything to do with this banner of Jesus because they see all these other banners we carry. They're probably going to call us a hypocrite. Now, if the Lord is your banner, wouldn't I want to see that, that God is who I follow? That God is my king. This, as we've been looking at names, this God that, is, that loves us. A God that has strength. A God that's always present. A God that saves. A God that is my shepherd. A God that was a shepherd that laid down his life for me. A God that sees us. He sees what's happening in our lives. He provides for us. And what we looked at last week, a God that heals. All these names we've looked at so far about God. And there's more because there's so much more of who God is one of the things I, I have you've heard me talk about this a lot and if I meet people and they I tell them about Hope Center or I tell them about about the church I say it, one of the things I hold is that Jesus told us to go make disciples he told us to go go out into the world make disciples now how do you expect to make disciples if our banner if our banner that we go out to battle in the the one that it should be representing god it should be this banner of jesus the one that represents the the love of god that he has for all of us the love for one another how are people supposed to see that if this banner we take out in the world is just completely inconsistent they see one they see that banner of work, that banner of out, not at work, and then this banner of church, and they're confused. They have no idea what what God represents. Maybe we have this banner like 1 John 2.15 tells us. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. So we have this banner that tends to love the world more than we love God. A Banner that depending on maybe who I'm with, if I'm with certain people, I change my banner. And so this banner represents the world then. But when I get around my God friends, then I can have my God banner. You may not think it, but people do notice that. People notice when we change our banners. Now, my new friend that I made at the Mental Health Center this week, that thought she was a person of the Bible. Now, even though the state that she was in, I mean, she, she just flat out told me she's schizophrenic. I mean, she was very honest with it. And we had a whole dialogue even about that. But she told me the story, and she said the person's name. And I knew that person. And I knew that person, and I knew that this person is a person that should always have their God banner. Because that person is in a position like I'm in person that he should, they should have that banner on and she told me this conversation she had with this person and again i can't repeat what she said but her conversation with this person demonstrated to me that this woman did not see god when she had this conversation with him she it proved to me that she walked away from that conversation and and god when you see God like you should feel loved and she didn't feel love she felt no respect for her now I'm going to admit this this young lady was a handful Like she was was a handful but does that mean she doesn't deserve to have love? does that that mean she doesn't deserve to be loved? does that mean that she doesn't deserve to see this banner of God? because I'm pretty sure she does I'm pretty sure she deserves to see this this God banner, this banner of God that loves her, this banner of even Yahweh Rapha that we talked about last week, because I'm, I'm pretty sure God could heal her too. Now, I realize we don't live in a time where we're not going to go outside and we're not going to have a stick with a banner and carry that around and go into battles and do that. We don't really do that anymore. So maybe a term we could look at in this whole thing is that of an ambassador, Instead of a banner, is an ambassador. So an ambassador, a really short definition of an ambassador is it's an authorized representative or a messenger. I want you to look at 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 through 20. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God is reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. So we're ambassadors of Jesus. We're the ambassadors of the mess that message this word ambassador like we we've heard that word before like we should be familiar with that because we appoint ambassadors to to go to foreign countries we send ambassadors to represent like the United States they go to say right now they go to Poland or to Ukraine and these these ambassadors have the authorization to represent the United States so these ambassadors are to convey the message also of the sending country read this second corinthians and it's like we are god's authorized ambassadors we are the ambassadors to this message of reconciliation we're not the agent of reconciliation jesus is the agent of reconciliation but we're the ambassador with this message of reconciliation so that question again, what banner do you carry? When you're on, that banner, on the battlefield, what do people see? Is it this message of reconciliation? Is it, or is it a banner of the world? Do they see this banner of Jesus, this banner that, that is a representation of the gospel? We, we live a life that someone looking at us is this the way we live that they can't see the difference in us they can't see the difference between us and the world they can't see the difference when Jesus brought us out of the life that we were that we were in that when we receive this reconciliation to God when we receive this reconciliation for our sins do they see that banner do they see that difference or are they still seeing this banner of the world they don't see any difference this banner that's just the same as my old sinful life that I, was, that I used to live in. Or do they see this banner of God? Do they see this banner of reconciliation that I am now an ambassador for? This life that shows this new creation, this new life I have, that I've been forgiven and I've received life. I've received eternal life, a life that's full of grace, that's full of mercy, that's full of forgiveness. So look at this verse in Philippians 1.27. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. So is was our banner that of the gospel. Our lives whether we think someone's watching or not, whether we're by ourselves or around a bunch of people, that our banner is consistent, that we represent this banner of the gospel 100% of the time, this saving work of God through Jesus, that we are God's ambassadors for the gospel. Like it says in Romans 10, verses 9 through 13, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you were made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the gospel. That's what we're talking about. Now, remember when I said that these banner carriers are usually the first ones to be killed? That's true. They're usually, they're the primary target. So does that mean if I'm carrying this banner of the gospel, that I'm going to be killed? Perhaps. Perhaps. Not going to rule that out. Look at 1 Peter 5.8. See these words. It says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's looking for all those banner carriers. He's looking for those ambassadors. And he wants nothing more. He, He desires to take one of us out. Now, I'm sure we've all seen National Geographic or, or documentaries about African plains and they show these the, the lions or the cheetahs or the jaguars hunting. So they show it and, and the lion will, will move very, very slowly, very, very quietly, hidden in the grass. It'll stalk its prey. And it's trying to separate one of, one of the herd, it's trying to separate one of us. That maybe we're the one that's tired, maybe the one that's weak, maybe it's sick. Try to separate, and when it gets close enough, it it attacks. Now I want to go back to this passage in Exodus. I want to look at one verse, verse twelve. We see Moses got tired of holding his staff in the air. So I mentioned he had a staff like this, and he's holding it in the air. When he's holding it in the air, the Israelites are winning. But then he gets tired and he starts dropping and it finally drops, and they start losing. And to help with this, Moses or Aaron and her put a stone behind him so he can sit down, and then they go one on each side and so they can hold up the staff. So why is this important to the conversation today? because we get tired, don't we? This work of carrying this banner, it's, it's, sometimes it's tiring, isn't it? Like I got tired this week talking to that lady in the pharmacy. Like, oh man, it was tiring. I get tired of, sometimes we get tired of being this ambassador for the gospel. Because sometimes we get roughed up. Sometimes it's hard. People say mean things to us. If we think of Paul, like Paul got beat up. Paul got stoned. Paul got left for debt. Paul got thrown in jail. I bet he got tired. So when we get tired, that's really that's when the enemy gets a chance to try to separate us from the herd, to try to separate us and devour us, separate us from one another. And the enemy will use this. He'll try his best to get us to drop our banner. So if we're holding our banner, he'll get us to try to drop it. Just... Fall into our old life. Just maybe even try to abandon our faith. Abandon God. Just leave Yahweh Nisi. Leave this banner behind. Just forget about it. This is too hard. I can't do this. But what I notice in this verse, Moses wasn't alone. He had people there to help him. Those banner carrying, carry, carriers in the armies, well they had people around them too. They had soldiers around them that were armed. And they saw the importance of this banner carrier and they protected them. And we're not alone and we should not be alone in our battle. I mean, we know God is with us. That's a fact and a truth that we should know right now. But together, as all of us in this church, the church body, each of us are an ambassador, each of us are carrying our banners of the gospel. We're all in a battle. And in our verse, we saw Moses needed help, and he got it. So as a body, we should be looking around, trying to see those that need help. Help carrying our banner. Help that, see me see someone that's dropped it. Helping us pick up our banner so that somebody can come and help us pick back up our banner. Because maybe we've dropped it. We've left it behind and abandoned God. Galatians 6, 1 through 12, this is what it tells us. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So we need brothers and sisters around us. We're going to need them at times to help carry that banner. Those brothers and sisters that are ambassadors of God for us. This week great example of this. This week I had a friend, Just, I haven't talked to him in a while. He called me completely out of the blue. And when he calls, I was like, okay, something's going on. He called me. He just had shoulder surgery. He knows that I've had it twice. So he knows I know what it was spirit He's in a lot of pain. Like he's miserable. But something else, he's unemployed. He doesn't have a job. His marriage is a wreck. It's a disaster. He used to carry a banner. He still does carry his banner, but it's dropping. It's, he's, it's dropping. He hasn't let it go. But I know he's struggling. He, wanted, he just reached out to help me help him carry his banner, to give him them support because he was tired and he needed support. And we can be that for each other and we should be that for each other. This church that we have, the Lord is our banner. This Yahweh Nisi church that is, we're ambassadors for God. We are God's authorized representative. Representative for the gospel. That we should live our lives in such a way that people see the gospel. That it's worthy of the gospel. That when people see our lives, our banner, they see that the Lord is our banner. And they want to follow. They don't want to follow me, but they want to follow God. They want to surrender to the Lord Jesus become part of God's army and start to carry their own banner of God. This Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for your word.